Gillette. Thanks. No pressure after that prayer. Good morning. So, first time since the end of October last year that I have preached in this church. Uh, apparently, it was because I used a reference that um, wasn't correct, and I got teased for it for the last year and decided I'm not going to preach anymore. I'm only joking. Uh, it started off accidental and then ended up being a little bit of what I'm going to share about this morning, a little bit of a sabbatical from preaching. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I got my teeth sunk into it again um, outside of this church, just so I could make a mistake somewhere else and then come here. Um, but we a bit nervous, maybe a bit more nervous than I would usually be when I'm preaching. Um, that's maybe not a bad thing, but I know you're all family, so there's no judgment. If today is one of those days, you know, where I preach like Man United have been playing, good things come after it, you know, eventually, eventually there's something good comes out of it. So uh, stick with me. But we're going to continue on this morning with our uh, our theme of the good news uh, and the gospel. And what I want to share about this morning is the Sabbath or Sabbath. Uh, and so the good news, the gospel is one of rest. And it is an invitation to a new relationship with time. The gospel is an invitation to a new relationship with time and the life that is contained within that time. And so um, for me growing up, the Sabbath, um, I kind of have bad memories if I'm being really honest. Uh, so firstly, can I say, if you know in this church, what we share on a Sunday morning is thoughts that we have, places that we have got to through the life that we've lived and as reading the scripture. And what we agree on is that a lot of stuff in the Bible is not black and white, but gray. And it is in relationship with the spirit and, and living it out together, we work this out. So if you don't agree with me this morning on what I'm going to share, that's absolutely fine. There's no problem. This is where I'm at. And this is where, what I want to share of how it's helped me and how it continues to help me. So we all, I think we know that in here. But for me growing up, I grew up as, as a pastor's child. And for the first maybe 10, 12 years of my life, a Sunday or a Sabbath was a, not, not a day of rest, but a day of get up early, get your best clothes on. You go to church, you have children's church, you have whatever afterwards. You have the table, you have a kid's talk. You go home and you eat a lovely big dinner and you sit in a room with nothing on have we conversation with some people? You're allowed to go out for a walk, go back to church that evening, and then you got a Chinese. And the, <laughs> no, you weren't allowed to dance all day, but you were allowed to get a Chinese at night because the Lord allowed that. I'm, I know I'm joking, but that's as funny, isn't it? <laughs> so that was my Sunday. And I tell you what, I was bored, stupid. I hated Sundays. Anybody else with me? No, just me. So kids, you have it. You have it light now. That that was then. What about you? What was what's your experience? I know we have different backgrounds from from the brethren to the Free Presbyterian to the non-denominational to the Baptist uh, from a Catholic background. We have all different backgrounds uh, in this room, so we have different experiences of what the Sabbath looked like, and none of them none of them completely right and none of them completely wrong. And so, what I want to talk about this morning is this: some people have been so focused on the facts and the rules of the Sabbath that they miss the heart and the purpose of it. 
We've missed the heart and the purpose. And so let me be clear from the start, this is not a historical look at the Sabbath or Shabbat today, um, but it is a look at the heart. And so it's a sacred time set aside each week or through the week intentionally to connect with the heart and the purpose of God. That's the best way I think I can describe it. An intentional time set aside to be with the Lord. It's an invitation to rest. And so this is the heart of the gospel of the good news. Come to me, all you who are weary, who are tired, who are fed up, and I will give you rest. I will give you Shabbat. I will give you time of Sabbath. Abraham Heschel, um, who was a rabbi, said this, the Sabbath is not for the sake of the weekdays. The weekdays are for the sake of the Sabbath. It is not an interlude, but a climax of living. It is set aside so that we have something to look forward to. Now, think back to what I said in my childhood. Did I long for that day? No. So that kind of defines for me now what a, what a Sabbath looks like. He goes on to say, to observe the Sabbath is to celebrate the coronation of a day in the spiritual wonderland of time, the air of which we inhale when we call it a delight. Call the Sabbath a delight, a delight to the soul. To me, the Sabbath is meant to be a day of delight. I had this conversation with Daniel um, last year. Um, a friend of his still would see it the same way as, as my dad seen it years ago. And brilliant, had some questions, I love it. And I just said to Daniel, a Sabbath is for me is a day where you enjoy the moments with God, the people he's given you that you love, the food that fills you with joy as you, as you sit down, might be a Chinese, who knows. A book that just you love to be in and to get away. A time and a space that is different to every other day of the week or, or different times of the week. It is something that you long for that fills you and fills you and fills you. Psalm 131 verse 2 says this, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. It's a time where everything else goes aside and we are focusing on the goodness of God. A quality time with him and with the people we love. It is a time to refill and rest and to delight. And so for me also, it is a time to check in and make sure that I am still tracking on the right path with the right person, and even in this room for us with the right people. It's a time to take stock with the Lord and to ask God, where have I veered off in these last few days? Where do I need to get back to the, the center point with you? Nearly 200 years ago, a legendary French chef, I can't say her name because I can't read it, said this, the destiny of a nation depends upon the manner they feed themselves. More appropriate now than ever. A couple of Americans in here. The destiny of a nation, how you feed yourselves. We can see it in the foods that we're eating and the quality. We want everything fast, boom, boom, boom. But actually the Sabbath for me, and this is probably my favorite part of growing up in, in, the, in my, my tradition with my family, 
the Sunday meal was never rushed. And my mom started on a, a Saturday afternoon and started, it was like a Christmas meal every, every Sunday, started to prepare the meat. I miss Carolyn's slow-cooked beef. It was a time just to, everything slowed down. And there was, there was quality about what we ate. And time was taken over. This is what the Sabbath is about. It's about everything just slowing down and the quality of what you're doing increasing. Whether that is time with your family as you pay attention to your children, time with the one you love, whether it's actually time to sit and read that book that you've been putting off because the week is so busy, or time to just stop and take stock. And so we need to make a habit of slowing down. And I think we also need to make a habit of slowing down and making and eating good food together. And we're going to do that next Sunday. We're going to have slow, is it slow roasted pork or something like that? We'll not be doing the cooking, but someone else is taking the time. And so Sabbath is a reminder of two worlds and two ways. It's a reminder not to conform to religious strictness, but to celebrate the blessing of the King of Kings. And so Judaism uh, teaches us to be attached to holiness in time, um, to be attached to sacred events. If you know the, Judea, Judea, or the Jewish calendar has these marked events throughout the year that acted as sanctuaries where they stopped to remember. And so can I encourage us that throughout our week, our year, our months, that we create moments that can be sanctuaries for us to stop. So for me, a Sabbath is not just a one-day event of the week. Sabbath is something that I can intentionally put into my calendar that becomes a sanctuary for me to long for and look forward to, whether it is a day where you take off work to go to the beach, whether it's a holiday that you plan because you want to be intentional with your time, but can I encourage you to create sanctuaries within your months and your years that are going to refresh and rebuild and renew you? And so Jewish rituals um, form a significant part of their year. And it's a unique occasion. Um, whenever we read in Genesis 2, it says that this day was set apart as holy. And it's the first time that this word is used in the Bible, and it's the word gadosh. And it is not, it's extremely significant, the fact that it was applied to time because God blessed the, the seventh day and said, this is holy. There's no reference to him saying, this animal, this place is holy. No, he said, this day, this space and time is holy. And so it's a, a massive departure from what they would have been thinking in the day where if God came down and made the earth in six days, he would have said, this temple, this is holy and this is set apart for me. This place, this water, Whatever it is, this is no, it was a set space in time that was created to be holy. And so the Sabbath is the first holy that we are given. Later on, whenever uh, the children of Israel were at Sinai, the word of God was voiced and it said this, thou shalt be unto me a holy people, the second holy of the Bible. It was only after the people had given to temptation of worshiping a thing, the golden calf, and erected a tabernacle, that then holiness was changed from a space and time to a people. The original design is that this day was set apart for us, that we could reconnect with the Father. 
And so the meaning of Sabbath is to celebrate space or celebrate time rather than a sacred space. Part of the Sabbath is to celebrate the time that you have had and the time that you will have. Walter Brueggemann says this, that the Sabbath is a reminder of two worlds. This world and the world to come is an example of both worlds. For the Sabbath is joy, holiness, and rest. Joy is a part of this world. Holiness and rest are something of the world to come. And so to observe the Sabbath day does not mean merely to obey or to conform the strictness of a divine command. To observe is to celebrate the creation of the world and to create the seventh day all over again. The majesty of holiness and time, a day of rest, a day of freedom, a day which is like a Lord and King of all the other days. And so in scripture, God's people were so good at forgetting. I'm really good at forgetting too. I think we're good at forgetting. But for instance, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 22 and 23, it tells the tale of King Josiah. And uh, in his time of power, Israel had completely forgotten about the ways of God. It was so bad that they even forgot about the Torah. It's, it's nearly like a comedy show when you read it. I would encourage you to read it later, uh, chapter 22 and 23. But Josiah sends a secretary into the temple to do some administrative work. And by accident, now I don't know how they can be missing for so long, but by accident, his secretary discovers a number of dusty old scrolls, which happened to be the Jewish Torah. Okay. And when they carried this to the king, Josiah, Josiah's heart was completely tore. He became aware of the tragedy and the fact that God's people had literally forgotten God's word. They'd forgotten his ways. And so in a profound act of repentance, Josiah publicly calls Israel back to God. Remembering is a godly act. And time and time again, we need to come back to the truth. And so Paul constantly in his letters to the church reminds the early church of stuff that, that they'd forgotten stuff that they'd laid aside. And I think for us, we forget so easily. And one of the purposes of one of the purposes of the Sabbath is a time to remember. Because I think for me, I am as bad as the children of Israel where I have completely forgotten the things that God has said, the things that he has blessed me with, the people that he has put in my life. And sometimes I need to stop I need to Shabbat, so Sabbath, and to re remember. And this is a part of the Jewish way of life. The Jewish people, they have this um, ritual and custom at nighttime where they go over their day, they take stock of their day, they read some verses from the Psalms, and they give it to, they give it to God, and they ask them, tonight, will you speak to me in my dreams? Will you? And so they do it on a daily basis. But for us, I believe, Sabbath is a time to sit down, to stop, and to look back over the week or over the days that have just passed, to think to myself, what have I done, God, that, that maybe hasn't brought you glory? Where have I used my abilities to glorify you? Where have I used the assets that you've blessed me with to bring blessing to others? Where, God, have I had a bad attitude? But then also, God, where, where have I flourished this week where, where you have been present in my life? What are the relationships that are pointing me closer to you? Who are the people this week that I have offended or annoyed or pushed away from you? You understand what I'm saying? It's a time to remember. 
which then brings reformation, which then reestablishes his presence in everything in your life. It's a time to remember what has happened, to take stock, to digest, and to learn from. Remember the Sabbath day, Exodus 28. Remember that it is an element of Christian disciple, discipleship that we cannot do without. And so um, back in France, I think it was the 1600s, the seven-day week um, was tinkered with. And although some have tried to, in, 19, in 1793, France, in an effort to increase productivity, they de-Christianized the calendar by modifying the days of the week to a 10-day week. Can you imagine? New clocks were even invented to reflect the revised week. The experiment, however, radically failed. Suicide rates skyrocketed. People burned out and production decreased. Why? It turns out that humans were not made to work nine days and rest only one. It is in our very DNA that we have to rest to be productive. It is a reflection of the brilliance of our creator. So why do we Sabbath? Genesis says that we Sabbath first because God kept the Sabbath and second because God built it into the DNA of his creation in order for us to flourish. The great theologian Winnie the Pooh says this, don't underestimate the value of doing nothing. Don't underestimate the value of doing nothing. Dan B. Allender says that the Sabbath was not merely a good idea, but it is one of the Ten Commandments. And Jesus didn't cancel it. So what we know from listening to Denise preaching in here, that everything we read in the Old Testament, we look through the lens of Jesus Christ. We look through the character of Jesus. And we do the same with the Sabbath. He didn't cancel it or annul it. But I found this very interesting. The Ten Commandments is a bridge from the first three to the, to the end. The first three focus on God, so our relationship with him. Then we have the command of the Sabbath. And then the final five are concentrating on our relationship with others. And so I, I asked myself this question. Could it be that we cannot effectively be Jesus to the world, the final five, if we do not learn to Sabbath well? If we do not learn to stop to refill, to take stock. We'll end up like the French in the 10-day week where we'll be mentally unstable, burned out, and angry. I think that represents some Christians I know. Sometimes me. And so the Sabbath is a day of delight for humankind to enjoy all the things that God has blessed us with. It is a break and so the Sabbath is a feast day that we are to remember the leisure of the Garden of Eden as we strolled with Jesus, or as we strolled with God, and anticipate what lies ahead. So for me, whenever I do it right, it is planning a, a lovely meal. It is taking time to stop and to sit around the table. And can I also um, put in at this point that I actually believe that Sabbath is not just a one-day event. We can have increments of this, increments of time, increments of the Sabbath within our week that become um, those moments that refill and recharge. 
So every day in our house, we sit at the table. And Sarah also always asks the same question. What's your favorite part of the day? I think we got that from the Dawsons. What's your favorite part of the day? And some days you're like, doesn't matter. Just give over, Sarah. But actually, I, I long for it and I look forward to it. And for me, it's a moment that refills me and, and refocuses me on the goodness of God around the table. There can be increments within your day. Maybe if for you, it is watching people. Where are you? Watching people eat the food that you have, you have, you have made that fills you with joy and there's something in that. Maybe a Sabbath for you is, is sitting with your mom for time in the nursing home, refilling. But what does that do for her as well? There are moments that God creates that are special in time that I believe are the Sabbath. Some theologians might tell me otherwise, but I'm telling you that's what I feel. Time stretches as you go for a walk with someone that you love. When you, when you sit at a table, I have moments where I, where I stare at my children as they awkwardly sit at the back. Is it awkward? And you just thank you, God, and you have moments. Moments in time that are different to the others. And so Sabbath is our way um, to have a Jesus rhythm within our lives. I'm nearly done. So can I just say, th these are four things, four things that, that I have done over the years. I don't do it all the time, but I find it really helpful when I do. And it is this. Number one, it's stop. If there's work to be done, stop. If there's other stuff happening, I've set this time aside, stop. Number two, rest. There has to be an element of rest. Number three, delight. What food do you love? What book is it you want to read? What worship music is there that you want to put on? Who do you want to spend time with? Delight in something that maybe you wouldn't in the other days or the other times of the week. And number four is this, worship. For me, out of all of that, out of the stopping, the resting, and the lighting, there comes a place of worship to the Father. So there are generational differences regarding rest. But I believe that we need to change how we view the Sabbath and rest. It can't all be work, work, work. We have so many Christians that are burnt out because they feel they're doing the work of the Father, but haven't got this, this very important principle of rest and Sabbath in their lives. So let me just leave you with a few questions. I have more there, but I don't think my brain or your brain could take any more this morning. Can I ask, how can we rest better? Is there a time? Now listen, if you are in leadership in a church or um, ministry, I found Sunday will never be a day of rest. And uh, we have a leaders meeting later on today. Honestly, guys, I love you all, but that is not rest for me. What day or what time can you take intentionally with the Father? Because remember, it's not, it's not just a, a rule or a ritual, but it is about relationship. What time can you set aside? Maybe it's a couple of hours earlier in the morning or a specific afternoon or something, but how can you rest better? One thing I want to ask this as well, how can we help each other Sabbath well? 
rest well. I've had family this week help us with the kids. And I had a couple of days with Nicola that were rest. Didn't know what to do with ourselves. But it was really, really good. How can we help each other better? Do you need help with something? Whether it's kids, not always that. Is there a burden that you need to give away? What's that saying? A burden have or a burden share is a burden have. Is there something that means that you cannot stop? Is there a financial burden? Is there a mental burden? Is there something that we can help each other Sabbath well? Because this is the gospel. The gospel is one that you're not in this by yourself. And what rhythms can we put in place to rest better and refill? Let me leave you with this. And then we're done. Mark Buchanan says this of the Sabbath. God gladly gives so that we might discover that part of God, that part of God that we are missing is not a reward for finishing. It's not a bonus for work well done. It's a sheer gift. It is a stop work order in the midst of work that's never complete, never polished. Sabbath is not the break we are allotted at the tail or at the tail end of completing all our tasks and chores, the fulfillment of all our obligations. It is the rest we take smack dab in the middle of them, without apology, without guilt, and for no better reason than God told us we could. Are you thankful that you serve the God who amidst all the other small g gods who worked his people to the bone said, I want you to take a rest. And not only do I want you to take a rest, I'm going to take a rest with you. We serve the God who invented the weekend. Surely that deserves a hallelujah. Invented the weekend. It sets him apart above all the other gods out there that he cares so much about his creation and their well-being that he said, you need to stop and I will stop with you. So let's pray. And then if, you, if this is your day of Shabbat, brilliant, enjoy it. Um, enjoy your roast beef or your whatever it is cooking slowly over the stove. Lord, we thank you. Um, we thank you that you care. You care about us. And that the gospel is one of a new invitation to learning to think of time differently. And I thank you, Lord, for the people in this room that you've blessed us with, the friends and the family in this room. And Father, I pray as, as a church you would help us to Sabbath well, to celebrate well next week. And Lord, we thank you that you're a good, good God who cares so much about us. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.